Welcome back to the Teach for the Heart podcast, where we tackle teaching challenges from a biblical perspective. Why are we here? Because we don't believe that our spiritual walk and teaching profession should exist in two separate domains. Rather, the hope we have in Christ should change how we approach everything, not just at home, but at school as well. So join us as we explore both the spiritual and practical sides of key teaching challenges, integrating them together so we can succeed at teaching, glorify God, and make a lasting difference in our students' hearts and lives. Well, we hope you've been enjoying this series on common teacher fears and how we can conquer them with both faith and wisdom. We've covered so many different fears throughout this series. If you've missed some of them, scroll back through the podcast feed or go to teachfortheheart.com slash fears to see all of the episodes in this series. Last week in particular, we talked about the fear of what if I have to work way too many hours and I don't have a life as a teacher? And we tackled that. Uh, Today's fear is quite different. Um, But it's a fear that a lot of you are facing on a regular basis. And that is, what if I face a situation where my faith is at crossroads or goes against whatever the approved cultural narrative is? The reality is we live in an increasingly cancel culture where it can feel really scary to disagree with whatever is the approved cultural narrative at any given moment. And this shows up in so many different areas, but one area in particular where it's showing up more and more commonly for believing teachers is in the area of students who are claiming to be transgender, Um, whether you're dealing with individual actual students or even just theoretically with this concept and how it should be taught or not taught to students. So this used to be a rare instance, but it's now shockingly common. And more and more teachers are facing pressure to affirm students' choices in this area without question. And in some cases, to even overtly teach viewpoints that are unbiblical. So you may find yourself worried or fearful about this, whether you have a specific initiative or a situation that you already know about, or whether you're just kind of worried in general about what might be coming. Um, So I'm really, I don't know if excited is the right word. This is such a difficult topic, but I'm really thankful to have the opportunity to speak with you about this today. And a quick note before we get into it. um, If you are in a Christian school, I'm sure you're realizing that you're not immune to this either. And I hope that you will sense that this episode is absolutely for you as well. I really do hope that your administration trusts God's design and you're not running into issues there. But I'm guessing that you're still running into way more questions about these types of things than you ever did before. Um, And I'm no prophet, but it's highly likely that in the next five to 10 years, you're going to run into some challenging situations in regards to this as well. So even if your admin is, you know, really helping you in this, it's it's still going to come up more and more and more. So, so what do we do? Do we live in fear? Absolutely not. Even in this, we do not need to be afraid. So let's remember our framework we've been using this whole series when we have fears. Number one, we're going to pray our fears, pour them out to God. Number two, we're going to take our thoughts captive, remind ourselves of what is true and choose to trust God. Number three, we're going to direct our steps. We're going to take wise actions to address any issues causing the fear. So number one, pray our fears. Whatever has us worried, we can talk to God about this. So if you're worried about 
anything related to cultural narratives and the expected way of thinking and or the accepted way of thinking and, and how it very differs um, from your faith and biblical views, talk to God about it. Share those concerns with him and then choose to trust him because we can trust him. So number one, pray your fears and we'll give you an opportunity to do that with us here at the end of the podcast. Number two, take our thoughts captive. We need to remind ourselves of what is true and choose to trust God. So what is true when it comes to these approved cultural narratives? And in particular, um, let's, let's think about gender identity. Well, I'm actually not going to take too much time here to go into a biblical view of gender identity. If you do find yourself confused and that is very understandable in today's culture. If you're feeling confused and saying, man, what does the Bible have to say about gender identity? You know, do, is, does the Bible have anything to say about this? You know, I, I'm really confused and kind of don't know where I come out or where I should come out or I just, you know, I, I'm having trouble with this. Then I really recommend checking out episode 125 of the podcast. So you can either scroll back and find episode 125, which is back from before we started these series, um, or you can go to teachfortheheart.com slash 125. In that, it's actually a, a two-part series there. Um, Jonathan Holmes of Fieldstone Counseling is really helpful for us in um, giving us a biblical worldview of gender and and talking about what the Bible has to say about it and, and then helps us apply it in our classrooms. So if you are struggling or just would like to think through what is a biblical worldview, I highly recommend to you episode 125 of the podcast. Um, so I'm not going to go into that too much, but I do think it's very important that we do need to keep our minds on what is true. Our culture is very upside down in a lot of areas right now. I mean, every culture is upside down in some areas, but this is definitely an area where our culture is upside down. Um, good is often called evil. Evil is often called good, and it can be really confusing. So when we are confused, we need to go to God. We need to go to scripture. And we need to also talk to Christians that are strong and that can help us work through that if we need help. We need to remember that God knows best and that God is so much greater than ours. So when our understanding and what God says differ, we need to submit our thoughts to him and trust him. I think of the verse, my thoughts are higher than your, your thoughts. My ways are higher than your ways, says the Lord. So we need to remind ourselves what is true and what God says is always true. Today, though, what I want to do is I want you to help, rather rather than focusing our time here too much on, you know, what is true, I'm recommending episode 125 for you for that. I want to focus on taking this fear captive. And I want to encourage you particularly to name your fear and ask yourself why you're afraid so that you can then combat that. So in other words, when you think of situations um, where where your faith and the approved cultural narrative differ, uh, maybe specifically around um, LGBTQ issues or transgender movement, why are you afraid? What is in your heart? And it's going to be different for everybody. So I wrote down a few different things um, that came to mind as possibilities for why that fear is there. And we're going to kind of talk about it one by one. So the first one is, first possibility of why this fear might be there is you might find yourself being afraid of what people think. Very common fear. So if you're like, I'm really afraid of what people are going to think about me if they know that I don't think the same way. 
In this case, we need to remind ourselves that we serve God, not man. And we cannot allow ourselves to be more concerned about upsetting people than we are about following Christ. And there are so many verses that can help us in this regard. I just wrote down two. Uh, Proverbs 29, 25, the fear of man lays a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is safe. Or Galatians 1.10, Paul says, For am I now seeking approval of man or of God? Or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. So if you're afraid of what people think, maybe spend some time meditating on those truths. Uh, here's another possibility. You might actually feel afraid because you're afraid that you're not going to know what to do. And this that can be scary. Like, what if I have gone into a situation and I, and I don't know how to handle it? But we can remind ourselves that God is with us. He has given us his Holy Spirit, and he will not leave us alone in these situations. He will guide us and he will help us know what to say and how to act if we are depending on him. And I'm going to bring out a verse I've said many times this series, 2 Timothy 1.7. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of self-control. So we can choose to trust that he's going to be with us and he's going to guide us in every situation that we're going to face. Here's another fear that you might be facing. You might actually be afraid that things are going to get more difficult for you if people know what you believe. Um, So you might be like, what if people get upset? And what if this affects my ability to teach? What if I lose my job? What if things get difficult? And this one's hard because we like things. We don't want things to be difficult. Of course we don't. But the reality is that we can't be afraid of suffering for the truth and for our faith. We have to realize that that is exactly what God often calls Christians to do. Now, that may or may not happen. You may not, may or may not face any ramifications or persecution, but we can't stop viewing difficult things as an awful thing that is to be avoided at all cost. Instead, we really need to realize that, you know, persecution, which I even hesitate to put that in the same, you know, to call it persecution because it's not even to the extent of what many Christians deal with on a regular basis, but small or large persecution is actually supposed to be an expected part of the Christian life. To not have that is actually more unusual than to have it. And we in the American church in particular have been, I was going to say uniquely blessed, but it's like kind of like a, a double-edged sword here where there's a blessing, but there's also a curse to it or a drawback, maybe is a better word, for that in the fact that we have not had a lot. We have had things very easy. And that's nice on one hand, but it also makes it very easy to lose sight of this truth and to just expect that things are supposed to be easy. And that's not what God promised us as followers of Christ. God instead promises us difficulty. And so we need to we need to wrestle with this and we need to get our minds around that so that we are not afraid of that. We doesn't mean we're like, yes, I want that to happen. But but by God's grace, we can get there where we know, you know, if it happens, praise Lord, praise the Lord. I mean, in the in the Bible, they talk all the time. The apostles and, and the writers talk about we are counted blessed to be counted worthy to suffer for Christ. And this is just so different than the way the typical American Christian mind works. But I think we need to work to align our minds and our hearts with scripture. And scripture talks a lot about difficulties. Um, Here's a few verses that I pulled. There's a lot more. 
2 Peter 2, 19-23. For it is a gracious thing when, mindful of God, one endures sorrow while suffering unjustly. For what credit is it when you sin and are beaten for it, you endure? But if when you do good and suffer for it, you endure, this is a gracious thing in the sight of God. For to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you might follow in his steps. He committed no sin, neither was deceit found in his mouth. But when he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly. Did you hear that? It is a it is counted a good thing when you do good and suffer that is commendable in the sight of God. That's second Peter. Here's the next chapter, second Peter 3, 14 to 17. But even if you should suffer for righteousness sake, you will be blessed. Have no fear of them, nor be troubled. But in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Yet do it with gentleness and respect, having a good conscience, so that when you are slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ may be put to shame. For it is better to suffer for doing good, if that should be God's will, than for doing evil. The point here is this. When we are afraid of things getting hard, we need to fight back that fear with faith. We need to realize that if we are called to suffer for Christ, God calls that a blessing. It's totally counterintuitive. It's totally countercultural way of thinking. But we can start changing the way we think. And just as a reminder, if you're struggling with that, talk to God about it. He knows you. He loves you. He knows exactly what's in your heart. You can share with him your concerns and your honest struggles. God promises to help us when we bring our burdens to him. So those are just a few things. There might be other reasons that you discover as you think through why am I afraid in this area. But the bottom line is this. We don't know what will happen when we don't know what's going to happen. We can trust God because he is in control and we know that he will be with us. So I hope these thoughts are helpful for you as you're seeking to take your mind uh, to cap- take your thoughts captive and renew your mind with God's truths. So we've prayed our fears. We've taken our thoughts captive. Finally, directing our steps. We're going to take wise action to address the issues causing the fear. Well, once again, I'm going to direct you to a past podcast episode that goes into a lot more detail. And it's really, really helpful, specifically about um, helping students with gender identity challenges. Uh, once again, with Jonathan Holmes. So before I recommended to you episode 125, this time I'm going to ep- recommend to you episode 126. So go back and listen to both of those if you want to dive deeper into this topic. Um, scroll back to episodes 125 and 126 or go to teachfortheheart.com slash 125 and slash 126. He shares so many insights and practicalities about about how to have wise conversation with students, what to do when you're asked to use different pronouns, and so much more. One thing that he shares in this conversation is actually a, a quote from Kevin DeYoung, and I found it so helpful. It's actually from his book, What Does the Bible Really Teach About Homosexuality? Um, and this quote talks about the approach that we should take depending on who we're talking to and what the situation is. So I'm going to share with you that quote here because I, I found it really helpful. Here it is. If we're speaking to cultural elites who despise us in our, us and our beliefs, we want to be bold and courageous. 
if we're speaking to strugglers who fight against gender dysphoria or same-sex attraction, we want to be patient and sympathetic. If we're speaking to sufferers who have been mistreated by the church, we want to be apologetic and humble. If we're speaking to shaky Christians who seem ready to compromise the faith for society's approval, we want to be persuasive and persistent. If we're speaking to gays or lesbians, or in this case, transgender people as well, who live as the scripture would not have them live, we want to be winsome and straightforward. If we're speaking to belligerent Christians who hate or fear homosexuals or transgender people, we want to be upset and disappointed. I found these couplets really um, intriguing and helpful because it talks about the um, demeanor with which we should approach people and how different demeanors are appropriate in different situations. And so I hope this gives you a little bit to think about. And then once again, I really do want to encourage you to go back and listen to that full conversation with Jonathan Holmes in episode 126, where we delve into both these couplets more fully and talk about how to interact in a way that is a testament um, to the power of the gospel and um, also delve into a lot of just the practicalities of being a teacher Um, particularly in the public school, um, and just how to navigate these situations. Another thing that I want to invite you to is I want to also invite you to the Rise Up Summit. I'm so excited um, to be including Laura Perry Smaltz will be sharing her testimony and experience as a transgendered individual, how she um, went into the transgender lifestyle and how God saved her and then brought her back out of the transgender lifestyle and has completely transformed her life by his grace. I think you'll really find that um, her testimony and that conversation encouraging and also very insightful and helpful. Let's take a moment and pray about this together. Father, we thank you. You're always with us. And we pray for your help as we consider just all of our fears that we may have around um, just the fear we have against going against what society is telling us that we should think. And we just ask for your help in this. Teacher, take a moment and just talk to God about any fears or concerns you have in this regard. Next, take a few minutes and ask God for help and wisdom um, in situations that you might encounter or are even already encountering. And let's end with a moment to thank God that he is with us and will never leave us no matter what happens. We thank you, Father, that you are with us always and that your spirit lives in us. Please give us wisdom, give us faith, give us peace, and help us to be um, so wise and loving um, and clear and just give us what you need what we need father as we interact day in and day out in jesus name we pray amen 
All right. Once again, I'm going to put in another huge plug to go back and listen to episodes 125 if you feel like you need help thinking through what does the Bible say about how to um, about gender identity, and then episode 126 to get more of the how tos. We really did cut short um, our third part on. Um, directing our steps and the practicalities because there's so much in episode 126. I'm just going to direct you there rather than repeating it all here. So definitely go out and check that out. And then definitely join us as well in the Rise Up Summit. I think I forgot to give you the URL for that. Um, You can join us at riseupchristianeducators.com to sign up for the Rise Up Summit. It's completely free. Um, And you'll also get to hear then Laura Perry Smaltz share her testimony um, about her um, journey in and then out of the transgender lifestyle. Once again, that's Rise Up Christian Educators. All of the notes and links that we mentioned, you can find at teachfortheheart.com slash fears. And if you've been enjoying this series, please do share that um, web link with another teacher friend or colleague um, that it would be a blessing to them as well. All right, we're almost done this series. We have one more episode and our final episode, uh, we're going to deal with one final heavy topic. And that is what if we experience a tragedy or God forbid, a school shooting. So if a fear of school shooting is in your mind, please join us next uh, next week. Or honestly, though, this goes beyond that. It goes to any tragedy, whether in your school community or in your personal life. If fearing tragedies um, or a fear of a tragedy uh, is, is a worry that you deal with, then please join us next week as we tackle that fear together. Thank you again. It was such a pleasure to speak with you, and I can't wait to speak with you again soon. In the meantime, remember, teacher, God is at work in you and through you, and he's using you to make a difference. Keep your eyes on him and teach for the heart.